What's up y'all, Jay Martin here, or The Motivated Dropout. Today's story is going to be about the time I had my drink spiked when I was 18, two years ago. This night alone led me from celebrating from what I thought was a regular birthday party, to partying at multiple clubs, losing my dad's Mustang keys, running a 6 kilometer marathon, and then going on a boat trip on a yacht with zero sleep. This hands down has probably been the most eventful nights that I've ever had. But real quick, if you want to hear more of the stories that I've experienced, make sure you give this video a like. That lets me know that you enjoy the content. But just so you know, I post these videos not only for entertainment purposes, but my real intent is just to get you guys to learn from my wrongs. And hopefully there's a learning element to this that you can pick up by the end of the video. And nothing's better than sharing past memories with a bunch of friends. So this story time took place two years ago on a Saturday. I wasn't up to much and I probably had no plans that day. Until a friend of mine hit me up and said his girlfriend's friend invited them to this birthday party that night and he didn't know much of the people there so he wanted me to come tag along, right? And for whatever reason, when I was 18, if anybody asked me to hang out or something, I'd literally be there no questions asked. I just said yes to everything, and especially if it was a party, because, I don't know, being at home was just dreadful to me. So it approaches around 8 in the evening, and I got dressed up and met my friends, and then we drove to the party together. Now, we were told to be at the place by around like 7pm, but being us, we did that thing when you showed up to the party when you knew it was at its peak or something. So we pulled up at like 10 o'clock. Now. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect at this party, okay? I just knew I was with a good friend of mine and his girlfriend who I was pretty close to as well, and there was going to be girls and drinks and all that good stuff. So my buddy and I agreed that, hey, if it's fun, we'll stay and at least make a couple new friends. If it's whack, we'll just say what's up, have a few drinks, and then make a decision from there, right? Good deal. Now although this was a birthday party, we got the message that everyone who was directly invited could bring a couple of their friends along. So don't get the narrative twisted and think we didn't care about the birthday celebrant and we were just there to take advantage of the free drinks and then just bounce and whatnot. But yeah. We got to the venue, went inside, and it was pretty much what you'd expect from a typical house party. There was about like 25, maybe 30 people, and it seemed alright at first glance. The party had like a Project X theme to it, which was dope. But keep in mind, we didn't know anyone at this party except for my friend's girlfriend that knew the person hosting it. So first things first, we made our way to the host of the party and greeted her and all that, and she was pretty cool, you know. Everything was all good then, we got to talk and introduce ourselves to a bunch of people that were there, and we were just having a couple drinks and just enjoyed the music. About 45 minutes to an hour goes by, and at this time, we already had a few shots here and there, and there was a lot of booze at this party, alright? Like a lot. And of course the party was loud. There was a lot going on, and I remember seeing this one crazy loud guy and a bunch of his friends, but I noticed this one guy in particular in this group, and they were pretty much the only guys aside from us that were there at the party, and they seemed to be having a good time. He was just standing there by the table handing out shot glasses to everyone, and I'm not one to judge, but something about them just seemed like they weren't up to anything good, and in just a little bit, you'll understand why I bring that up. A few more drinks later, we were getting a little bit loose at this point, but if anything, I'd consider myself pretty high tolerance anyway, and my friends were too. 
I wouldn't know how to justify that, but we could definitely trump the average Joe. Let's just say we weren't lightweights, probably because at the time we were out partying three to four times a week. But after checking the place out and just seeing what people were up to and stuff, my friends and I looked over for an area where we could just chill and sit down or something. But as we were walking, we bumped into the guy I mentioned earlier that was giving out shots to people, and he asked us if we wanted to take a shot with him. And I didn't think of it much then. I just thought, okay, it's a party, we're all just trying to have fun. So I said, why not? I mean, he had the glasses ready, and I saw him giving out a couple drinks to people before us. So nothing shady here, I thought. So my friends and I got the glasses, we raised them up, and said cheers, took the shot. And if I recall correctly, it was a shot of vodka, but yeah. We took the shot, told him thanks, and continued doing whatever it was that we were doing. And a little after that, a couple minutes later, there was a little pattern that I noticed subconsciously that didn't appear obvious, but in hindsight, made a lot of sense. So it was pretty much safe to say, after just chilling at the place for over an hour or so now, that we were getting a bit tipsy. And I didn't tell anyone this, but in my head I stopped to think, okay, everyone in here is drinking, and everyone's being loud and stuff, but wow, none of the guys are drunk here. And there wasn't much guys to begin with. Now, that didn't spook me or anything. However, the girls at the party were clearly drunk out of their minds, and for some reason, something just wasn't quite adding up. I could feel it intuitively, but then again, it was a party, people get drunk. So we were just trying to do our own thing, have a good time, interact with some people that we met there, but it wasn't like we were conversing, like, hey, so what school do you go to? <laughs> But we were just having small talk with people, trying to get a feel of what the crowd was like, you know. So we were at the point where we spent an hour or two at this party, and we decided, alright, we'll take one more shot in here, and then we'll go to a club that was nearby. Because the party happened to be like 10 to 15 minutes away from the club we'd pretty much go to every weekend. So we took our last shot, and we made our way out. And as we were walking back to my car, I couldn't help to think that there was something weird that I felt inside of me after taking that shot from that one guy earlier. I don't know, I couldn't lay a finger on it, but it was weird how equally happy I felt. There's like blood rush feeling that you get. But that was pretty much all just self-talk and I didn't mind it really. Now obviously at this point, you can argue that of course you're being all happy and stuff because you had a few drinks interacted with a few people, yada yada yada, and you're right, but this itching feeling told me that there was also a slight possibility that something else was supplemented by the alcohol. Trust me, I know what alcohol does to me alright, this hit a little different. But nonetheless, we made a quick 10 minute drive or so to the spot or the club that we always went to, and surely enough we met other friends there, and finally, we were in familiar territory, just vibing and having a great time taking another shot or two, just enjoying your night, and around this time, it was probably like 1am maybe. But for whatever reason, I just knew that something was definitely off here, okay? And at first, it was just a what-if scenario, but to this point, I knew for real this time, it wasn't just the alcohol. 100% there's something else in my system at this point, and it was evident to me by just the feeling of it. So I took the moment to take some time off for like a minute, and I remember having this discussion with my friend that took the shot with me, and we reflected on it, and what it boiled down to was this. We both got this weird sensation after the shot that was given to us by that one crazy guy at the other party. And I don't mean he was crazy crazy like jacked up, I just mean 
crazy as in looking back it was clear that him and his buddies were up to no good and were probably spiking other people's drinks at the party too. Like no wonder why all the girls were going insane and none of the guys were behaving remotely as close to how the girls were. And after that we were just like oh shit. We now knew that the shot was laced with something. And that next morning by the way we come to find out that it was laced with E. Allegedly. So allegedly there was some E in there. But from that moment on I was just like I, I had two reactions to what just happened. My initial reaction was, alright, this is irreversible, absolutely nothing we can do here, our drinks have been spiked, and my friend and I had this second reaction where we were just a tiny bit of, fuck yeah, we just had free drugs. <laughs> That's a terrible thing to say, but it was the truth at that time. And so we just went back inside the club and partied again like we didn't really care. I mean, what are we gonna do? Like, go home, coast, and eat some Cheetos? Nah, so like, we didn't tell any of our friends about it or anything. It was just kept between my friend and I and his girlfriend. And we just went on with the night like some degenerates and continued drinking a little bit more. But being a little more careful at this time. Because we were honestly really feeling something here. So we avoided drinking too much and tried to get some water in us too. I was just happy that at least at that moment, I was in a place I was familiar with with a bunch of friends that I'm close to and so there was nothing to worry about. So the night was ours. But I think that mentality that we had knowing that our drinks were laced with something slowly started fading away and the E or whatever it was slowly gathered its momentum as well. And even though we were constantly drinking water and shit, it wasn't doing us anything. We just felt like things were getting ramped up even more as the minutes go by. Now, I was an autopilot at this point, and I legitimately felt like I was lucid dreaming. And although I was fucked up, I wasn't like physically fucked up, I was still good for the most part. Hopefully, I didn't look like I was drugged up in person, I guess. But I wasn't spazzing out or something. And this is a weird talent of mine. and I don't really necessarily think you could consider this as a talent, but I'll take it anyway, right? So. I always had this thing where I knew how to keep my composure, whether it's being high, drunk, or crossed, and anything along those lines, but this is where I tell you guys not to drink and drive, alright? Just don't. Don't take anything and drive. Just do yourself a favor. But that wasn't what intoxicated me said, okay? Intoxicated me with my ego and conviction, convinced myself that I was truly capable of driving, and so I did. My friends and I hopped in my car, and all my other friends went in their cars, and we all agreed to go to this one more bar. And so, a few minutes later, we did. But once we arrived to the parking lot, man, and we stopped for a bit, my body completely decides to give up on me. And I remember looking at my friend one more time and went, Yo, please tell me you feel this too. And he was like, Yeah, man, you know, I'm with you, but like, let's just go in, have some fun. We don't need a drink, let's just go and get some water, we'll be good. So after I got some assurance, I knew that he was on the same shit I was on, so I wasn't feeling that overbearing high all to myself. I remember feeling almost empowered afterwards. I was like, yeah, alright, we're in this shit together. So we went in a club, and well what do you know, we met even more of my friends and they didn't know what was going on with us, right? They just assumed we were drunk, so what's new? And so we met them and said what's up, and yeah, what do you expect goes on from there? 
Of course, they pulled out the drinks and we just continued drinking. But really, my problem here wasn't the alcohol. That I can manage. It was just that drink, man. That drink that was laced that created all this badness. And you know what? I could probably handle everything that was going on. Like, I would even go as far to say that I was fine. I could endure the overbearing stimulation going on in my body. But what I had to take into account was the ability to drive and that I still had to make sure I could make it home safely and my ability to keep it cool and make sure, I don't know, my wallet, my phone doesn't get lost or something because shit happens. So yeah, I'm just trying to enjoy the music now and kill some time to sober up. But at this point, I remember not remembering anything. So God was taking the wheel from there, and trust me when I say this, but I was totally unaware of what I was doing. From what I was told, I was on my phone a lot for a bit, because I guess at that point I just didn't want it to seem like I was in the mood to drink, otherwise obviously I'd be drinking a lot more than I should. But I just knew, alright, if I stayed here long enough, sooner or later this feeling will be over. And so I remember putting my phone down on the table or something, and decided I'd leave to the club just to take a breather outside. But here's a rookie mistake. Guys, always keep your phone and your wallet and your keys or whatever in your pocket and check if they're there constantly. Ladies, make sure you bring your handbag or your purse with you. But anyways, I went out for a bit on my own, you know, just to stay out of the noise for a few minutes to go to the toilet and wash my face or something I couldn't really recall what was going on, but I remember when I came back, my friend said it was time to leave. And if there was anything I remembered for sure though, it was when once I said that, I checked my wallet if it was with me, and yeah it was, but my phone and my keys weren't. So when I realized that, I knew I was screwed. And I sort of woke up and regained my consciousness, but not totally, well, not even close, but this was when I realized how deeply I actually fucked up. When I saw my friends getting ready to leave out of the club and like they knew they were going to arrive with me, I didn't tell them yet. Uh, I didn't have the keys on me. So I was like, how do I approach that without embarrassing myself? Like, man, I didn't want to be the guy that fucked up and everybody had to help. And it wasn't really my car to begin with. It was my dad's car, which makes it a whole lot worse for me. So yeah, I didn't have my car keys with me. And to add to that dilemma, my phone wasn't in sight either, right? And it wasn't at the table that I was staying at before I had to go and leave for a bit. So let the fun times begin. Obviously, first I had to tell my friends, like, Hey, look, I don't know where the fuck my phone is, but uh, my keys aren't with me either. And if you want me to drop you guys home and stuff, you gotta help me find my keys while I go look for my phone real quick. And thank God I had kind friends, alright? Because they of course said yes, they would. And that was a relief, so my friends and I searched everywhere for them. And looking back at it, I just wish I was another person witnessing all of this going down, because we were just blatantly looking underneath every table and every piece of furniture inside of the club. And this in itself was so hard to do, considering there were other people that were in there. Just picture a group of three to five people in a packed club with all the music going on, drunk people everywhere just having a good time, and us just desperately looking for their shit with our phone flashlights on. Not mine, of course. Didn't have one in that moment. Fortunately, we did end up finding my phone, thank God. But we couldn't find my damn keys. 
And this was a huge problem from the get. Because understand this. If anyone at a club, drunk, found a car key. In this case, a distinct car key because there's a horse logo on it. Well, who wouldn't take it and drive off with a free car, right? So I had to be sure I was the one that finds my keys before anybody else does. And so that was still the mission on hand. And it's been more than an hour. More than an hour dedicated on trying to find my dad's Mustang keys. And if you don't know anything about being high or drunk, or high and drunk, an hour of uncertainty feels like an eternity. That, that rhymes. Anyways, so I tried retracing my memories, but that didn't work. I tried asking a bunch of people that were there if they've seen anything. That didn't work either. So I made the decision to actually go back to my car and start from there. It wasn't instinctive to just go to my car without its keys because, well, one, I didn't have them. And two, I parked far off the lot. But I thought I'd retrace my steps from there because it was a good idea. And what do you know? I saw my car just parked right there and call me drunk, high, all sorts of fucked up, but I was stressed and I was desperate. So I had the audacity to attempt to open a door even though I didn't have the keys, right? And I don't know, I was just so done by this point by all the chaos that has happened. Have you guys ever been in a situation where you've been locked out out of a house? In this case, a car? And just that frustration, just trying to get in even though you didn't have the keys? So yeah, I reached out to the door handle and it just made that click sound and guess what it wasn't locked and so I had this head scratching moment as I opened the door and saw the keys on top of the driver's car seat and my jaws just dropped like Jesus and it took me a minute to finally take in of just I don't know what words I could use to describe this feeling I was in just this weird flux of confusion frustration and also relief but my friends were just very annoyed but I was like, hey, we're here now. And all of that that we had to go through, all the sweat and worry. So I started a car, okay? Finally had it. May or may not have done the celebratory rev as it got out the lot. That apparently some drunk folks at the sidewalk didn't appreciate at 4 a.m. And there were this group of grumpy 30, 40 year old men. And they got annoyed and threw a drink from plastic cup to the car as we rolled by. Yeah. Dick moved by me to be causing a nuisance. I apologize, but come on. Do you think I would care after the hell-bent situation that we got ourselves into? No, alright? No, I didn't. Because finally at this moment, I felt the universe was doing me something right. And finally I was feeling a bit sober four hours after I took the drink that was laced with the thing. And I promise I was sober this time, for sure. Like, 70%. So we went back to my friend's house to get some water to chillax a bit. And after we arrived to the homie's crib, I asked him, so what are your plans later? And I remember him casually saying, oh, nothing much. Just going to run a marathon for a stupid PE class an hour from now. And I was just like, I was just puzzled. And this was the most iconic part when he asked me, hey, you want to join? Because it was a public marathon and anyone could participate. But I was like, heck yeah, I'll do the run with you. And nothing about my well-being wanted to go for a marathon, but I agreed to go with him under one circumstance and one circumstance only that would make it worth my while to go run the marathon with him. And it was that I'd only do it with the same outfit on when we were out partying and I was gonna bring a pack of cigarettes to smoke while we do the run for some banner. And he was like, all right, bet. 
And for an idea of what I was wearing, I was wearing black jeans and a white button-up shirt, and I forgot what the shoes were, but certainly nothing sporty. And so we did it. After 30 minutes of chilling, we went to the spot where the marathon took place, and we completed it without going out of breath. And I still have the photos of us running as we smoked the cigs, and it was epic. And if you're thinking how and why anyone would possibly do that in spite of the shit we've been through that night, the only answer I can give you is, when you have the adrenaline and the plan that's borderline ridiculous, but you're with a friend that's up for the task, you'd be surprised with the things you're gonna accomplish, man. <laughs> and so after the marathon, I dr dropped him off at his place, I drove back home, probably arrived around 8 or 9 a.m., and I remember saying, I fucking made it, y'all. I made it alive, and I made it in one piece. And so I got home, I took a snap of my couch or something, showing that I made it back, and I posted it in my Instagram story. Took a shower, jumped in my fucking bed, and closed my eyes. But that wasn't all that happened after that, guys. There was something that came up, and I wasn't able to go to sleep. But boy, I would have been a lucky man if the story ended from there. Because there was another crazy yacht trip that happened right after this. But that was the night that led me from consuming one drink that was spiked to all that madness. But like I said, it didn't end from there. If you want to know what happened in that boat trip, let me know by leaving a comment. This story was surely one for the books. And moral of the story, don't take random shots from people, okay? And don't drink and drive either. That's it for me today, guys. Peace and love.